Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast contains explicit language. It's Monday, January 23rd, 2017. From Slate, it's The Gist. I'm Mike Pesca. It is day four of the Trump presidency. You're to hear White House spokesman Sean Spicer tell it. It's not. It's day one, working day one here. Spicer was roundly criticized for rounding up Trump's inaugural numbers, rounding down Obama's Metro rides, falsehoods, Chuck Todd called them. I can think of another one-syllable word for that. Rhymes with Russian spies, extra long ties. Anyway, I have a theory about Spicer. The guy has a problem, possibly a disorder. We shouldn't excoriate him. We should sympathize. Sean Spicer suffers from innumeracy. Millions of Americans do, or as they would tell you, babillions. It shows up when reporting on the size of crowds or the duration of standing ovations. They gave him a five-minute standing ovation at the end. Spicer wouldn't tell a reporter what the unemployment number was because it's a number. His answer spoke of an attitude towards numbers like Frankenstein has towards fire. But what do you expect? Here's a guy whose very job is owed to the fact that his boss won an election by getting almost 3 million fewer votes than his opponent. How do you expect him to grasp numbers? Which brings me to the Women's March the day after the inauguration. Millions, millions turned out. Now, does that translate to anything at the ballot box? It very well could. Researchers from Harvard and AEI looked at the effect of the Tea Party protests. And you know it was a good study because they even crunched the numbers for rain. Quote, we exploit variation in rainfall on the day of these rallies as an exogenous source of variation in attendance. And they concluded that every protester there represented more than one Republican vote. So there was a multiplier effect. They found that every additional protester increased the number of Republican votes by a factor well above one. They also found that a temporary positive shock in rally size causes a persistent increase in the number of active movement members. Larger protests also increase monetary contributions. The effect increases over time. And that protest one year drive larger protests the following year. We don't know if this will happen with the Women's March. Donald Trump asked, did these people even vote? Well, I got to say, if the answer is no, that is terrible for Trump. He'd better hope that these people are already priced into the electoral system. 
Here are some numbers. Madison, Wisconsin, 87,000 people came out to protest. Since Trump won the state by only 23,000, if none of these people voted then, but will now, he'll lose next time. Same with Philadelphia. 50,000 came out to protest and Pittsburgh, 25,000 came out to protest, but Trump won that state by only 44,000. And also in Michigan, the number of statewide protesters exceeded his vote total there. Meaning if these were all non-voters, he is in trouble. But of course, that's probably not the case, though to Trump and Sean Spicer, it will be hard to get the point across because, you know, numbers. On today's show, we take a trip to Hawaii. It's a form of wish fulfillment for the guy who used to be president just one day ago. No, wait, that's four. And that will stand in for my spiel. I don't know if you could tell I am recording this remotely, having been afflicted once again by a virus. What is the name of this virus? Don't answer just yet. But first, here is Maria Konnikova to give me some advice. Will copious amounts of vitamin C cure what ails me? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It used to be easy to discern what was science fiction, what with the lasers and the light swords and fake planets like Rebulon 9. But now the science fiction comes cloaked in a different garb. It is claims about losing belly fat or the fact that copper socks can make your feet better. So we're here to dispel and separate the science fact from the science fiction. And we do it on a segment called Is That Bullshit? And our Lando Calrissian and the pilot of our Millennium Falcon in this endeavor is Maria Konnikova. She is the author of The Confidence Game, and she plays Is That Bullshit with us. Hello, Maria. Hello, Mike. What is our topic on Is That Bullshit today? Our topic today is vitamin C. That is a great topic. I will, I will tell you my problems with vitamin C. Tell me. One, everything has 100% of vitamin C. It is the easiest vitamin to get. Like, if you just gulp three mouthfuls of air, you're like at 40% of vitamin C. Two, I know that Linus Pauling, his reputation was like destroyed by uh, overly embracing vitamin C. And three, as much as people say, oh, it's not the cure-all, I've never encountered anyone when you were sick or getting a cold who didn't try to push some vitamin C on you. So let's talk all about vitamin C. Yeah. First of all, is this bullshit? Like, there really is a vitamin C, right? Absolutely. Okay, good, good, good. Absolutely. <laughs> um, or ascorbic acid. And do you know why it's called ascorbic acid? This no. is actually quite fascinating. I always thought it was ascorbic acid. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? Ascorbic acid? I don't know. What is there uh, no, a C No, I actually there? think it's ascorbic. Okay, well, it's cool. spelled with a C. Okay. But let me tell you why I think it's ascorbic. Yeah. So, way back when, sailors used to get this terrible disease. Their Scurvy. Teeth. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Their teeth would fall out, but they didn't call it scurvy. They didn't know what it was. Right. And they didn't know why it happened. Right. And then some, like the Dutch, for instance, realized that, oh, if we have like some fresh oranges or lemons or potatoes right. on board, right. um, all of a sudden we don't get this anymore. Um, and they had no idea why. So they didn't know it was scurvy. They didn't know that it was a vitamin C deficiency. But all they knew was that they were going to get sick. And so... 
it wasn't until the 20th century that vitamin C was actually isolated. And it was this guy, um, this Hungarian guy whose name was Albert Shensky-Orgy. Sh- um, okay. And he, it was actually originally called hexaronic acid, <laughs> but then they renamed it to ascorbic because it fights scurvy. Ascorbic. Ah. So it's actually from that. So that's why I think you pronounce the C. I might be wrong. So maybe listeners will correct my pronunciation, but it is the original derivation is because of scurvy. Or maybe the disease scurvy is really pronounced scurvy. And it, yeah, that's why. Yeah, absolutely. It's so this guy actually won the Nobel Prize for what he did. Um, and For he, just renaming a vitamin? That for seems finding pretty it. generous. For finding okay. it. Yeah. So and he it's weird that they didn't, it. they didn't have vitamin C, but if they had an A and a B and a D, you would think. They'd, they'd know a C existed out there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Just like Pluto. Okay. So the guy, <laughs> so, so the so guy he, finds it. Yeah. And then he does this really cool study with a colleague who, by the way, does not get the Nobel Prize. There's a lot of controversy about that. But that's was not she a our, woman? No, it was oh, a man. The easy was narrative. Was, was the man dead? No, the man was alive. All right. Um, they had apparently- Was the man also Hungarian? Uh, I don't know. Um, his name was J.L. Swerbly. 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 Maybe just yeah. an anti-swerbly bias. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, they run this study on two sets of guinea pigs. Ha, ha, ha. Guinea yeah, pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah funny. Yeah, cool. But it's actually guinea pigs. And yeah. one, they just give boiled food to. And boiling something d- destroys vitamin C. Um, and the other one, they give food that actually has what they then call hexaronic acid, which will become ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C. And they find that the first group develops scurvy and dies. And the second group lives. And so they're like, oh my God, vitamin C, amazing. We need it to live. Fast forward to- See, I'd be a bad scientist. I'd just be like, boiling will kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they also did some experiments with plants. That's actually how he originally identified it because he saw that plants would brown, but if you added this acid, it could prevent browning. So this is the beginning of vitamin C. And fast forward to the 21st century. So all that Shuntz-Georgi really said was that we need this shit to live. <laughs> this is really you get important. the Nobel for such pronouncements. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is important. You know, if you don't have vitamin C, you're going to die. And so the question isn't, does vitamin C, you know, do we need vitamin C? It's, is all of this true about vitamin C? And if so, if we take it as a pill instead of just getting it from things like oranges and lemons, uh, he actually, Shansky, or you got it from paprika. He found out that fresh paprika has- Oh, wow. Uh, a huge amount, because Hungary, right? Paprika right, right. has a huge amount of vitamin C, um, and not so huge on the oranges. And so the the question is, if you get it in its natural form, is it the same as getting it in a pill form? Mm-hmm. When I was investigating them, I came across a lot of studies. This is what we like to see of people taking multivitamin supplements, vitamin C supplements, all sorts of things. Um, and then you, at the end of the day, see what happened. Did they live longer? Did they not develop dementia as quickly? Did their cancer improve more rapidly? Did they just buy fewer tissues? Did like they that buy would be fewer an tissues? Indication. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So there was actually this big review of everything in the Annals of Internal Medicine yes. in 2013, so just a few years ago. The title of the piece that sums up the review is well, this this will kind of give away the punchline, but it's enough is enough. Stop wasting money on vitamin and mineral supplements. Well, strangely, the study found that with it's the most vital thing and you'll die, but they just went with that headline because it was punchier. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. So there are a few different things. So first, um, there's three huge trials of multivitamin supplements um, that had participants who took the supplements and who didn't. And there are over 400,000 participants here. Yes. And they found that there was no evidence that there was an effect of the supplements on mortality, cardiovascular disease, or cancer. So then another study said, well, what about cognitive decline? Let's do a big analysis of that. So they took almost 6,000 men Mm -hmm. um, in this particular study, and they followed them for 12 years. And they found that there was absolutely no difference between that and a placebo group. I I won't go through all of these studies because they're all showing basically the same thing, which is that when you take it as a supplement in Mm -hmm. pill form, there really doesn't seem to be much of an effect as opposed to just eating fruits and vegetables and eating a balanced diet, which does have an effect. Okay, but is that because it's a good diet and fruits and vegetables? Or what if you just kind of target the vitamin C part and you just mainline grapefruit? So, well, mainlining grapefruit's an interesting idea. But it does see it does seem like there is definitely benefit to vitamin C, but not necessarily in any sort of capacity that will actually enhance all of these functions or help prevent disease, for instance. Right, right, right. Um, so we need it to function normally, and without it, it helps us maintain a certain level of functioning. But am I going to run for it when? I have a cold. Well, I guess some people say it can't hurt, but then there are studies that show that it can hurt. Yeah. That if you take too much vitamin C, that can actually be really bad. And there have been studies that have been done about a lot of different vitamin supplements that the body doesn't absorb it the, the same way as it absorbs the vitamin directly from its source. But yeah, so these days, you know, we have a lot of different possible uses for vitamin C. And I haven't found any studies that show over and over that it has any sort of beneficial effects. And in fact, there are a few that show that it might not be great to just constantly do vitamin C. Couple questions. I don't know if you know this, but as I said before, it seems like everything has two, three, four, 500% of the uh, USDA recommended daily allowance. Like how did they recommend that allowance? Is that recommended allowance right? Is it too low? Why is it so easy to get so much vitamin C? It seems like I couldn't get, if I wanted to, I couldn't just go out and have two bites of something and get 600% of my vitamin K intake. But with C, it's pretty easy. Yeah, that's actually a really, really interesting question. And I'm not sure how they came across their numbers. I do know that um, in the latest task force review of uh, vitamin and mineral supplements in the prevention of cardiovascular disease and cancer, which is what, um, which is why people have these recommendations, right? It's so that, you know, we, we don't get sick and yes. bad stuff doesn't happen. Um, they found that there's actually limited evidence of the efficacy of their vitamin C recommend, of vitamin <laughs> supplement um, recommendations. Yeah. So I have that in front they of me. They stand by it, but they will also say it's... Right, a, that there's know. limited evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's from two... They used two large trials. Let's see. In total, I hate math. It's a little over 400,000 people. Oh, well, that, see, the thing about uh, these kind of trials, it's easy to get a lot of people to sign up for a vitamin C um, trial. And, but the, the, very, the strange thing is that they, they actually looked at different vitamins, and they found that 
Not only did the vitamins usually not prevent any cancer, but certain vitamins, so vitamin B, for instance, yeah. actually increase the risk of lung cancer in smokers. So, Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And I think the bottom line is that people don't really know a lot about how these supplements work. And so we still have these recommendations that we don't know, kind of, at least I don't know what exactly they're based on. Yeah. But apart from kind of this common sense notion of eat fruits and vegetables, eat a balanced diet, get your vitamin C, if you want to take a multivitamin supplement, that doesn't actually seem to do anything. I would personally not recommend it. All right. So I'll ask it a couple ways. One, mega doses of vitamin C. Is that bullshit? That is bullshit as far as we can tell. If if it's in supplement form. Trying to get two or three times amount the U.S. daily recommended allowance. That do anything for you? Is that bullshit? That is also bullshit. Once again, if it's in supplement form. So all of these times we're, we're talking about, let's just make a clear distinction between the supplements and actually eating a lot of fruit and vegetables. I don't think you can overdose on fresh grapefruits. All right. As far as I know. Hungarians like paprika. Is that bullshit? No, that is absolutely true. And paprika was the basis of a Nobel Prize. There you go. And let me just add to this very fruitful discussion. As we go on, we remember all the times we had together, Maria. And as our lives change, come whatever, we will still be friends forever. To quote the song, Graduation, by... Vitamin C. Vitamin C. <laughs> If you graduated high school in 1999, you knew that. You cried over that. That's true. So I graduated in 01. Yeah. And Do you remember that song? Vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I didn't all. know I didn't you know, know that it was little. I didn't know that it was vitamin C. That's the name of uh the singer. Yeah, well, I, 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 I figured it, I, I figured that yeah. it was vitamin C. They're now. trying to tell me she's not a one-hit wonder, but I, I think she I think was. she is. Yeah, I think yeah. she might be. Yeah, I think right. she is. Maria Konnikova plays Is That Bullshit with us. She is the author of The Confidence Game. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Mike. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In the most tempestuous days in the White House, Rahm Emanuel and Barack Obama used to joke about a dream, the dream of opening a small shop in Hawaii and selling one item, a t-shirt, a white t-shirt, a medium white t-shirt. Well, just like the Make-A-Wish Foundation helps children with illness, so too does Emily Spivak help departing presidents because she has opened a store in Hawaii to honor Barack Obama that sells one item, a t-shirt, a white t-shirt, a medium white t-shirt. Hello, Emily. Hello. How are you? I'm well. So what's the name of your store? It's called Medium White Tea. Okay. <laughs> and where is it? It is in Honolulu, on Oahu, in the city center, uh, in a place called Ward Village, uh, downtown Honolulu. So could you describe your wares? Pretty straightforward. Um, they are medium-sized white T-shirts uh, made in the USA, and um, 
Yep. They that that's that's pretty much it. Uh, men's t-shirts or women's t-shirt? I think they're men's size. <laughs> they're sort of a gen- yeah a, a, a generic unisex size medium. Right. So it's art and it is commerce. Um, and the the commerce is a little bit pricey. Forty four dollars. Well, it's. You know, if you think about it, first of all, the $44 is it's a nod to Obama being the 44th president. And also the proceeds benefit MAO, uh, which is a youth-based food initiative here, uh, social enterprise in Honolulu, and a get-out-the-vote nonprofit um, called the Bus Federation that also is a youth-based get-out-the-vote nonprofit. So that's that's where the proceeds are going. Now... To be clear, though, this is honoring Obama's dream as expressed by Rahm Emanuel. You wouldn't be doing this just to honor Rahm Emanuel's dream, would you? Mm, I think I'd be feeling very differently about it. A little more conflicted. The art takes on little different nuances. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I've I've thought about this. I don't know if there's any other president who I would have felt compelled to fulfill his or her dream to open a t-shirt shack. I felt like this was something that um, he'd get. Right. And he wasn't saying it or Rom through him wasn't saying it. Well, I would like to open a solar panel store, you know, right. something that had the whiff of aspiration and do-goodness. It was very practical. And you could imagine that there right. was something about it. He probably just mentioned it once or twice and then they came back to it as good running jokes work. Yeah, that plane. It probably came up whenever the headaches were the greatest. They right. would just look at each other and go, oh, that plain white t-shirt shop. Right, right. There's just something in that that simplicity and that pared downness and uh, um, yeah, there's a purity to it. Are you saving T-shirt number forty-four in case Obama himself comes to the shop? You know, he's going to post. He's going to Palm Springs post inauguration. He announced, but maybe he'll stop by. Well, I'm hoping he'll stop by. I mean, when I so actually to answer your question, I believe, or I should say, I know that he has T-shirt number one of the edition of one thousand, and that's because his sister Maya gave him uh, T-shirt number one when she saw him over the holidays. So I was able to um, write him a note, a thank you note, and I let him know that the T-shirt shack, the installation would be staffed by volunteers until he decided to show up for his shift. So he does have number one. I've reserved two for Rahm Emanuel. Number three I gave to his sister because she presided over the opening. And it'll go from there. Uh, and Sasha and Malia. Exactly. I'm, wow. I, you know, they have a lot of associates. Uh, a president has a lot of hangers on. They yeah. quite, <laughs> it could go on and on. Quite significantly into your stock. It yeah. could go on and on. No, and, and Joe Biden. And, you know, yeah, you could you could continue for a while. So <laughs> well, I would think Joe Biden would favor the sleeveless muscle tee. Yeah. Or the sleeveless muscle tee with the friendship bracelet. Because you, did you ever, <laughs> you saw that they exchanged, uh, Biden gave Obama a friendship bracelet for his birthday. So... Might have to. Oh, I thought. That. See, I thought I, I I misunderstood the news. I thought it was the presidential presidential medal of freedom, but now I realize it was just an ornate friendship. <laughs> exactly. <Okay>. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. Either will work. Well, I'm glad it's going well, and even if it weren't, you know, you spend three weeks in Hawaii selling a pretty easy to explain thing to Hawaiians. That's not the worst gig in the world. Emily Spivak is a an author and a clothes horse, and uh, she is the proprietor of the art piece slash retail space that sells uh, plain, medium, plain white tees. Thank you, Emily. Thanks so much.
And that's it for today's show. Just producer Mary Wilson wants to retire selling only gray Honda Civics. One model, four-door. Just producer Chris Berube envisions retirement selling jelly beans. One flavor, pina colada. Steve Lichtai, executive producer of Slate Podcasts Retirement, will be running a pharmaceutical branding company, and every drug will have the same name. Improve a bit. Andy Bowers, chief content officer of the Panoply Network, envisions a world where he only produces one podcast. Happier revisionist message about race. The gist. I want to open a shop where I just sell shirts. And I want to name it Just Lamps. Because I think there's a greater point at stake. Umpere Deperu Duperu, thanks for listening.